0: Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God the Father and from the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God which we will consider today is our epistle lesson. It's found in the epistle of James in the first chapter. There we read verses 22 through 27 as follows in Jesus' name. But be doers of the Word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer He is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror For he observes himself goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, To visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. These are the words. Heavenly Father, sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, our risen Savior, dear fellow redeemed. Now it's already been several weeks since we celebrated Once again, the glorious resurrection of our Lord. We rejoice at Easter, not only for the victory that it meant for Jesus in overcoming death itself, but because He shares that victory with all of us who believe in Him. Jesus' resurrection means our resurrection. It means that because Jesus rose from the grave, so we will rise from our graves. In fact, joined to him now by faith, we are already made to be sharers in his life, that life which will go on even after our bodies have died and been buried. This closing Sunday of the Easter season speaks to us and reminds us of our risen lives joined to jesus in our gospel this morning he speaks of that life that risen life inwardly as a life of prayer to the father through him who has established our adoption to be god's own children and in our sermon text today james speaks of the same thing from the perspective of our outer lives. So looking at these verses from his epistle, we will note how we show our resurrected lives. And we see from our text that we show our resurrected lives in two ways. First, by our use of God's Word, and secondly, by our conduct here in the world. It is through the word that we are born again to faith as God's own children and are rescued from an eternity of anguish separated from him. In the verse which comes right before our text today, James wrote, Receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls now in the passages before us james goes on to speak about our approach our use of that saving word he said but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves what does it mean to be doers of the word well clearly it means that it should have an impact on our lives it should affect us doesn't simply go in one ear and out the other. We ponder it, live according to it. To do the word, though, is really to do God's will. That is, to do what God wants us to do. And Jesus said that this is what God wants us to do. He said, and this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. So we would say that to be a doer of the Word means that first and foremost we are a believer of the Word. Being only a hearer of the Word would here mean to be without faith in it. To explain this, James describes two very different patterns for using the word. He writes, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. The one who only hears the word then follows this sequence. He sees, he goes away, he forgets. Now, what is this mirror that James is speaking about? That mirror is God's Word. In that portion of the Word, which is God's law, He would have us see ourselves and our behavior reflected in that mirror of what He demands of us in the commandments. We see ourselves as we are. As we look honestly at ourselves in comparison with what he tells us in his law, then we are brought to see that we have not obeyed him as we should. That we have sinned against him, that we are accountable before him for our sins. That mirror of the word, though, is also Jesus Christ, who is called the living word. In looking intently at Jesus, we see ourselves as we ought to be. We see in Jesus embodied the perfection that God demands of us in our thoughts, in our words, in our actions. In looking at Jesus Christ, we see ourselves as we can be. He is the Word, which is a mirror by which we see not only our sins, but also by which we see our salvation our escape from sin and its guilt and punishment, and through which we put on Christ by faith. The one who hears only all of this about himself and all of this about his Savior, but he turns away from it and forgets it. That's the one who hears only not doing the word not believing it his look into that mirror of the word accomplishes nothing so long as he remains in careless unbelief so james goes on to describe the second kind of hearer the better listener this way he says but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work This one will be blessed in what he does. So the one who hears and does the word follows this sequence. He sees, he remains, he is blessed. Like the other hearer, he is prevented with a clear picture of himself in the mirror of the word and is there shown his own sinfulness and led to repent of it. But instead of simply moving on and forgetting about it, he lingers over what James calls the perfect law of liberty. That is, he stays and peers intently into the gospel, which shows him Jesus Christ, who was seized and bound up in our sins and delivered over to a terrible death on the cross for each of us in our place. He hears this good news that we've been liberated from our sins for Jesus' sake. That we're pardoned before God. That we're made God's children and heirs of eternal life in heaven with Christ. Because he knows his natural sinful self, he wants to stay at this mirror and look continually at Jesus. For there he finds his comfort and peace. Jesus once declared blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it so here James echoes that promise of Jesus by saying that the hearer and doer of the word the one who believes it and believes the gospel will be blessed that blessing Is ours right now for every day of our lives as we stay on looking at this word of Liberty we are blessed with peace and joy strength and the daily hope that if our lives should end today we will go to heaven and it's in heaven that this blessing will be complete never to be interrupted again by sin sorrow regret in heaven the blessing derived from God's Word will be unending. So this is how we show our resurrected lives tied to our resurrected Lord. It's by how we look at the Word and how we remain there looking and how we are blessed by it. Now James in our text goes on to speak of other things Ways that our lives, our resurrected lives, are shown and displayed to the world around us. Our resurrected life is revealed then also by our conduct here in the world. So James goes on. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. You know only a very skillful and brave person, some kind of cowboy, would ever try to ride a wild horse without a bridle to control the animal. Without the bridle, the horse may bolt, it may begin to race, and the rider, having nothing to hold on to, may easily be thrown. So the bridle that James speaks of is our tongue. It's important also, then, in our relations with others and our communications with others. One time, I ran into an old friend I hadn't seen for a while, and he had a black eye. And when I asked my friend what happened, he said, I was talking when I should have been listening. Our tongues are like a wild horse. They can so easily race on ahead of our wisdom. This problem makes us prone to exaggeration, to boast about things, to try to flatter others for some gain we might get from it. This makes us liable to be careless in our speech, and it makes us liable to misuse God's holy name by cursing or swearing. Without a bridle on our tongue, our speech can easily confuse the very people we should want to convert. So elsewhere, James wrote, out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not be so. Someone has said a religion that cannot control the tongue is not a religion of the heart. So Jesus said, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Another mark by which our faith is shown, another way to display our resurrected life is in our generosity with others, our charity. So James goes on in our text, pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble. Our kindness and generosity then should be shown, especially to those who most depend on it and need it. That would be the fatherless, orphans, women who have lost their husbands and have no financial or other type of support. That generosity also would go to those who have to rely on the kindness of their neighbors, the sick and the impoverished, those who are in prison. Showing support and rendering assistance to those who are in need reflects the divine support and assistance that we each have received at the hands of God's rich grace, without which we would be lost and wandering forever. Jesus identifies our care for others as something that He will point to when He comes on the last day for the judgment of the world. He will point to these acts of charity and generosity, of care for others as a fruit of faith in Him. And so He will say to those who are about to enter the eternal blessing of heaven inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren. You did it unto me." Here James lists for us one more distinguishing mark, one more evidence of our resurrected life, our conduct which should be seen in our lives. He concludes, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. We know that we live here in a world which is rife and reeking with impurity. It beckons us to stop and linger over its impure language, its obscene images, its filthy activities. It's difficult for us to avoid these things, even in places and times that we wouldn't expect to face it but seeking and finding our strength from our risen Lord, who's always with us. We keep moving, always on guard, always watchful, lest Satan should deceive us and draw us away from the road on which we should travel. And when we are tempted, and then when we find to our sadness and our shame that we have been stained also by the pervasive impurity around us then we go back again to the word to the law of liberty and we stay there with the word looking and looking again and again at that message of our deliverance the gospel of our forgiveness for every sin won for us by the Son of God himself who died for us and rose again. And when we can all recall occasions when we've let our own tongues run wild and we've hurt someone by what we've said, we offended God by our language, then again we go back and we stay with the Word, peering intently at our Savior whose perfect meekness and honesty and death has paid for every unbridled, hurtful, careless word. And when we feel rightly ashamed because of our frequent unwillingness to be charitable and kind toward those who need help, we again linger long at the mirror which shows us our risen Savior who so kindly and who so lavishly and generously distributes among us now the same peace with God that he announced to his disciples on that beautiful and glorious first Easter evening. So may we show our resurrected lives connected to him by our faithful hearing of God's word and by our conduct here in the world as his children. May this be so for Jesus' sake. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forevermore. Amen.